Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hey there, and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. We are in the middle of our forgiveness episodes, 18 of them. And every time I review, I, have, I make a couple of notes about each of the episodes before I start. And every time I review them, I'm struck again by how important this is. I have the opportunity three more times this year. It's already April. I have nine more speaking opportunities coming up this year. And three of them are in person and about forgiveness. And it's, and I'm grateful for that because it's so important. To talk about that thing, I think forgiveness, as I mentioned, is the most powerful word in the universe except love. So love is first and forgiveness is second. And I think this is the 11th of 18. And the 18 was just arbitrary. Today's episode 649 of Your Ultimate Life. You're not going to be able to create your ultimate life without forgiveness. You're not. And I've learned that, and I've sometimes the hard way, but really and truly you can't. And <clears throat> the reason is simple. When we choose not to forgive, we're carrying rocks, baggage that's heavy and difficult. And that carrying of that excess baggage, pain, suffering, is a barrier <clears throat> to the ultimate life. The ultimate life doesn't have that. That baggage should be, can be, should be, is sheddable, if that's a word, right? And so today's episode is forgiveness is a journey. Keep moving. Forgiveness is a journey. And after we, we did the ones before and we talked yesterday about forgiveness can be hard and it, it absolutely can be. Because of all the reasons, the baggage we've carried, the demand for justice, the lack of forgiving ourselves the feeling that we are guilty and the root of all this pain for someone else if we've hurt them and we haven't forgiven ourselves or we haven't forgiven those that have hurt us. And so it can be hard, uh, as we talked about yesterday, for all the reasons. Somebody didn't get the punishment they deserved or I'm still hurting, so how can I forgive them? Or I have a permanent limp. Uh, so I can't forgive them. And we talked about the dog and the limp. And and the truth is, yes, you can forgive them, even if you have a limp. Yes, you can forgive. And, and I, I think my experience is that forgiving them is part of my healing process. So my willingness and ability to forgive someone that hurt me is part of my healing because I'm no longer demanding justice in some way that I define, and often our definitions are warped because the justice has nothing to do with the hurt that we feel. 
And that's why when people, you know, say immense things or even demand enormous justice, they don't feel better, even if they get it, <clears throat> because they're not related. Anyway, so today, acknowledging yesterday's episode about it's hard it is to now keep going. And so there's a saying that um, that I've heard, and maybe you've heard it too, it like, goes like this. When you're going through hell, keep going. And that sounds kind of silly, but it's true. Because when things are hard, we want to sit down and rest. We want to stop. And that is often the last thing that we need to do. Now, there's going to be a time when we need to rest and rejuvenate and replenish. And I have a several-hour morning ritual Today's was particularly poignant, and it was really different than rituals I've done other days. But it's always focused on who, who am I trying to be today? And three of my guiding principles are I'm a beacon of light, I'm a vessel of love, and a conduit of power. So I was focused on how can I be that here as I record these episodes. I want to be a beacon of light for you. I can tell you that my forgiveness journey has been hard. My forgiveness journey has been a hell. It's been a terrifying struggle. <clears throat> and there have been a hundred times when I wanted to quit. And the reason is because it didn't work like I wanted it to work. Like I've forgiven those that hurt me, those that abused me. I have completely and openly forgiven them and check regularly in my heart. There's no negative stuff in there. And my imagination is when I did that, something would be different in the relationship. And the truth is, relationships are two-sided. And I will never control, and you will never control, the other side of any relationship. <clears throat> the only relationship where the other side of the relationship is completely predictable is our relationship with God. Because God is always good, constant, kind, always there, always trying to help, always has our best interests at heart, and is perfect. So with that in mind, <clears throat> one of the things about perfection is it's predictable. You know that God's love is constant. Now, because I don't understand the playbook, I might have an expectation of that love that is not in line with the playbook or the reality of what God's going to do or the divine how that's going to show up in my life. But that's on me to relinquish my need. I call it the MST problem, manner, size, and time. And we'll talk more about that tomorrow with new perspectives. But today, it acknowledging that I, you know, might have the wrong expectation, I still say that the one constant is God, the divine. We know that's perfect. And there is always perfection in the response, in the timing, in the manner, size, and time of the response to our pleas, our prayers, our thoughts, our wishes, our intentions, our creative efforts. But no one else is like that. So my feeling that when I completely forgave them that somehow the relationship would take a certain turn or blossom in a certain way is not under my control. What is under my control is what I do 
and how I feel. <clears throat> That's the keep moving part. So if you've struggled with forgiving someone and then you finally feel like you make some progress and something doesn't change outside of you, like the relationship or an acknowledgement or an acceptance of your, forgive, of your forgiveness or an apology, you know, you forgive them and maybe you expected an apology or whatever it is, that doesn't change anything. You can unburden your soul instantly, here now by forgiving. And learning to disconnect your expectations from what someone else will do will allow the full power of forgiveness to take place in your heart. Because the truth is, other than the divine, everyone else is imperfect, including us. So we don't have any control over where they are in their spiritual journey, where they are on their need to forgive themselves or forgive you or accept your apology or anything else. Now, the other side of that is, if you're forgiving yourself of something that you've done, you hurt someone. Let's say you hurt them in a terrible way. You were unfaithful in a relationship. <clears throat> maybe the relationship got over it. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it was completely destroyed. And you feel awful about it and you apologize and you do whatever you can to make amends and they still hate your guts. That, again, is not yours to control. And if you do what I did for a long time, because I didn't think I was a good dad. I had drug problems and all that sort of stuff. So I wasn't there as I should have been, could have been, wanted to be even. When I had kids, I wanted to be the perfect dad and I had all these dreams and I didn't do very well at it. <clears throat> I did some, but not anywhere near what I imagined. And then the idea of forgiving myself to start with included them accepting my change, the fact that I changed being willing to rekindle and grow a relationship and do all this kind of stuff because I had changed and I apologized. Well, life doesn't work like that. They are on their own spiritual journey, each person that I hurt. They will or won't accept my apology. They will or won't accept the fact that I've changed. So if I stop and I sit in hell, I'm in hell, suffering, hating myself because of what I did, I change my life completely. I get over that. I now try to do good, which is all true in my case. I do every piece of apology every way I possibly can, and people are still angry. If I don't continue doing all the good I can, that's like sitting down when you're going through hell instead of continuing to go. So keep going is the only answer. Keep being the good, loving, kind person. Maintain the changes that you've created do all those things. That's what it means to keep going regardless of the fact that the shape of hell around you hasn't changed, meaning other people are angry. But what has changed is your own inner peace. If you use the hell analogy and fire, it's like you have your own ice blanket. You're fine. Just keep going and doing all the good you can. All right. Now, the second piece of this is something about <clears throat> I call backsliding. Now, in a, when I went to the recording studio, I had a guy come record music that was kind of born-again Christian stuff and talked about repentance in the last days and the coming Armageddon and everything. But he also talked a lot about backsliding. So he would say, I've accepted the Savior and everything else. And then he would talk about backsliding, I mean he'd sinned and he'd done this, that, and the other. And uh, I never paid a lot of attention to his confession, I meaning he wasn't confessing to me, but he talked about things that were backsliding for him. And that's one meaning of backsliding, backsliding in the sense of re repentance, not repentance, but for forgiveness is, okay, I 
feeling rage toward that person again. I thought I'd forgiven him, but I'm furious again. There was a trigger and I'm, or I've forgiven myself for things that I've done wrong, I think. And then there's a trigger and then I hate myself again because the relationship hasn't repaired or whatever it is. So in that sense, backsliding is losing ground. My easy suggestion for that, for creating your ultimate life, is just to have compassion. Be patient with yourself. This is a process. Develop and deepen your relationship with the divine, the one constant in the universe. Love is a constant. Opportunity to grow is a constant. It's never too late. You can always go forward. And again, if you hate yourself without compassion or you get down on yourself or you hate someone else again, and because something happens and you're triggered, have self-compassion. Get up, move forward, and again, you're going through hell, some version of it, you know, Dante's circles, first circle, second, third, fourth, down to ninth. Just keep going with compassion and love. And to me, that's the learning that I've um, come to to realize that there is an opportunity to go forward. Now, the last thing I want to talk about today is how we, how we choose to look at the situation. When things don't go like we want and we feel like we're going through some version of hell, it's easy to get discouraged and think, I'll never do this. I'll never get there. I'll never win. It'll never work. And instead, the, the the peace that's today, keep moving, because forgiveness is a journey, is look for signs of winning, look for a reason to be positive. Choosing optimism or pessimism is a choice. An optimist isn't Pollyanna and stupid, and a pessimist, it's just how we look at it. Glass half full, glass half empty. An optimist looks at a situation and believes there is a way to solve this. Not necessarily easy, not necessarily without struggle or anything, but believes there's an opportunity to solve it and that it will get solved. A pessimist looks at it and says, doubtful, it'll never happen, I can't do this, it won't work. You can choose that point of view. You really can, and you can learn to be optimistic. How I think of that is there are, you know, in my situation of self-forgiveness, I have forgiven myself. I'm reminded of others' agency and ability to choose when I remember and think of those of my children who still don't talk to me and have a relationship with me, and it hurts, and I'm sad, and all the rest. But I always know, and I say it here boldly, there will come a day. I know that there will be a day where they feel the invitation of the, of the spirit of their own divinity, of their own beautiful nature, and they will want the peace of unburdening their souls. And so that hope and certainty, it's beyond hope, it's a certainty that I have. That's how I keep moving. So whether you have to forgive someone else or yourself, there will be hard times. The key is to keep moving, keep being the person you want to be, you know you can, you have declared yourself to be the new person, the changed person. So when you're going through hell, keep going. And no matter what, forgiveness is a journey. So keep moving. Create your ultimate life. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.